Yo, welcome to another Mycomania podcast episode. Today I have Hypnotic One on here, and our discussion is focused a lot around hip-hop, particularly in the underground scene, among other things. Enjoy. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I think it's been quite a while since we've spoken. I mean, besides just uh, recently, like a good 10 years or something like that. Yeah, it's been years since like a little after high school. We probably yeah, met yeah. each other somewhere like probably like in 05 or something. Or I don't know. It might have been a little after, but it's been I'm about <laughs> to age myself. I'm about to age myself here. That's that's when I graduated from high school, class of 05. I think I think our thing was alive in 05 or some some corny thing like that. <laughs> I remember those days. Well, I guess tell the people the little background about yourself. My name's Angela. Obviously, you know me as that. Um, but I go by Hypnotic <laughs> One like on my social media and my networking and all that. That's like what how everybody knows me in like the underground hip hop scene. Um it it was like my tag name from back in the day. And I grew up in the tenderloin of San Francisco. I know that throws people off, but that's where I'm from. I'm basically um a hip hop writer, hip hop journalist. I do hip hop reviews on um two different sites. Um and sometimes I do interviews as well. So um for so I guess rap- to start off like uh-huh. How did you? Uh, how did you get into hip hop? Like, when, when? When? What's your first memory of when you first got exposed to it? Um, it actually, I discovered hip hop on my own when I was a little kid, and I, I know, like, it's not the typical story that everyone hears. Nobody put me on before my siblings were born. Um, I kind of had the TV to myself, so one day I was flipping through the channels, like you know, watching the usual Nickelodeon and all that stuff, and somehow I came across. BET and I came across like some music videos and the earliest one that I remember is um a tribe called quest scenario and I was just like maybe like I was real small you know and then I was watching and I was like oh what what is this you know and after that I just got glued to the tv and then I just always had it on that channel and I was just watch all the rap videos so I remember seeing like Jizz's cold world and like a kill kill army video and just it was just history after that. I mean, and then in my family, like I have cousins at break dance and, and all that stuff. And then some of my older cousins were listening to like Snoop Dogg and like NWA. But I literally discovered hip hop on my own when I was like real small when I shouldn't have been listening to that yet. But it is <laughs> how it <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> well, I grew up listening to like a lot of rock music. And then um, my cousin, she married this guy and it's like straight up white dude. And he was like, hey. You want to check out my CD collection? I was like, yeah, sure. And then um, he had a ton of CDs. And then he was like, here, borrow this one. Go take a listen. It was a, a, a NWA straight out of Compton. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm not sure if I should be listening to this, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> then um, when in, in school, someone uh, told me about, um, I don't even know if I got the timing right, but I, the first album I remember listening to in its entirety is Talib Kweli Quality. I love that album. Like somebody uh, put me on that album and then a lot of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then I just remember it's mainly like high school when I got on. I, I actually cut school. Sorry, principal. I forgot the principal's name at Galileo at, the, at that time. But yeah, I cut school to go to Tower Records in the North Beach. Um, 
I remember to, to, that. Yeah, to get in line to get that 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying album. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a line for it. That's crazy, right? Back then, you go and get in line to buy a CD. <laughs> Right now, you don't do that. It's, it's different now. Yeah, you yeah, had to put different. in work to get your music back then. <laughs> I know. She had to cut PE class. Drops that midnight and Tuesday nights when they had like the Sam goodies and all that. <laughs> I used to, yeah, I used to love going to Tower Records, um, Warehouse, Sam Goody, whatever. I used to just um, sometimes some some evenings I just I just walk down to Tower Records just to check out albums and stuff and listen to albums. Kind of miss right. that. Uh, yeah, I, I I have to do that on my own because I could stay in the record store for hours. If you let me go, like I'll go to Amoeba or Rasputin when it was still around and I'll just be in there for like four or five hours. Forget you can about get lost time. in there. Yeah. yeah. Walk out with mad merch, like hella like vinyl and CDs <laughs> and posters and like books. It, it was crazy. <laughs> They're all closed, huh? On my own. huh? Are they all closed at this point? Um. There, I think Amoeba's still around. I was there like um, earlier this year. So on hate, still, right? Yeah, that's still there. Um, but I think a lot of the Rasputin's closed down. If I can remember, I like the one in Powell the... downtown is like closed. Yeah, you don't Blondie's see them as pizza. much anymore. You know. Yeah, I know there's Amoeba in Berkeley. I don't know if it's still open though. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But I, I need my physical copies. I'm always do that. I don't care. Like, I know a lot of people do digital. I'll do, I'll do it sometimes too. But ugh, nothing beats having having the physical copy. You know I what? <laughs> I'm guilty of going digital. For the longest time, I had a whole CD collection. I wanted every CD. I had it was all over the place. I didn't know where to put them all. So, but I used to love the CDs. But now I'm just straight digital. But um, I can definitely tell the difference. Like the quality uh, from a CD is just so much better than a digital file. But you know, I got to make room. Unfortunately, it's like an art piece to me. Like I, especially yeah. with my vinyl. Like when I get old, I want to have all of that stuff with me. And like I was like, man, when it's my time to go, I want to be buried with my vinyl and my CDs. Like <laughs> it's, it's like I don't know. It's like I get excited having like the little artwork and like the little booklets like that come with it. It's just like every time I get a CD, I open it and I like I pull the insert out and I read everything on there. I look yeah, all the, the credits, artwork, so. all the different yeah, like, yeah, yeah. photos, <laughs> the art. Yeah, I mean, it is. There is something to it. There is something to it. I just no man. doubt. Yeah, I held on to it for the longest. All my friends were like giving them all up and going to like Rasputin or something here to trade in, trade in all the CDs. I, I held on to mine for a long time, but then I only had to sell my CDs one time and I damn near died. Like when I had my first, um, my first job and I was younger, I made the mistake of quitting before I found another job. And then in between that time, I was like, I need money. And I remember one time I went and brought a gang of stuff over to like Amoeba or something. And they gave me like, change like it was it was like probably like twelve dollars or something for a whole bunch of cds and i was like i'm not doing that again <laughs> oh straight ripped off it was disrespectful Hell yeah! Hell <laughs> you yeah. know what i used to go in there yeah i used to trade in the cds and i brought in like the coupon like extra 20 percent or whatever like that <laughs> and i still only got like five dollars i'm like what? Come right on. maybe trying to play you you're better can't even buy a pizza with this money what are you doing no <laughs> disrespectful no. <laughs> definitely not but yeah, what are what are some of your favorite artists? Man, I listen to a lot. Um, 
just to throw some names out there, what I listen to like currently, it's um, there's like Ito, Riggs, Rome Street, Supreme Cerebral, um, Easy Money, Terminology, Daniel Sun, uh, Hus Kingpin. I listen to a lot. I, I could go on for days. Um, who else? Mooch. Um, Spit Gems, Starving Bee. They're they're from all over the place. Like it's people from like Boston, New York, Jersey, Toronto. I listen to a lot. It just it depends on my mood. Uh, well, yeah, but then like I got the the people I listen to in Toronto, and then um, you know, I'll listen to like like Supreme Cerebral and Hus Kingpin. They're from New York, but they live out in, in, you know, Southern California now. So, I mean, I listen to a mix of everything. But, yes, my heart definitely is um, in the East Coast. But I'm open-minded to listening to whatever is good. If you throw me something good, I'll listen to it. I don't really care where it's from. I don't let where we are on the map dictate what I listen to. I just like, you know, whatever sounds good to me. And as it long as it happens to be East Coast, but it's I don't do it intentionally. It's just what I like. As long as uh, it's not someone singing off key with some auto tune and get on key. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Facts. You, you know what's crazy right now, though? Like you mentioned, like like the, the East Coast, West Coast or just down south, whatever. Like back in the day, you can distinct you can you can tell who was from where. And at least now, with like the mainstream hip hop, it feels like. Everybody sounds the same. Like you can't tell who's from where at this point. Everyone's just having uh, like going with that same sound. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. There. I agree to a certain extent, but there are certain artists where like they do have a signature sound, and I'm like, I already know like who who the producer was on that and whatnot. But there are some people that will throw you off, and you'll be like. You know, like, I know a couple of cats that are from, like, you know, L.A. and stuff, like XP, the Marksman. And, you know, so somebody like that, for instance, he's he's in L.A., but a lot of his music doesn't sound like he's from L.A. And, you know, he gets a lot of love out in the East Coast like I do. There's a couple of us out there where you you be kind of, like, thrown off and you're like, hold on a second. So, like, um, that's why I was saying, like, I get it to a certain extent. But there, there are some people where you, you can't really tell them when you find out where they're from. You're like, hold on, what? You know? <laughs> so, oh, and then I forgot we were talking about all I, all I listened to. I just was thinking about Sky Zoo, too, because that Retropolitan he did with Pete Rock. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, and you I'm referred that to me. Moon, the Black Moon CD to, uh, to drop in October or their project dropping in. Oh, wait, it's already October. It, <laughs> it is October. That's crazy. It's almost the end of the year already. Yeah, there's just like so much dropping. It's overwhelming. It's like, it's a it's cool. And then at the same time, it's, you can't really keep up with all of it. There's too much, especially for what I do, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? From uh, all your, all the, all the albums that you referred me, I listened to that Sky Zoo album. That one's fire. Um all those other ones, all those other artists you mentioned, I will note that in the podcast and listen back and and take a listen to them too, because. Uh, but yeah, that that Skyzoo album's fire. I Loved knew it. you would like that one the most, because all the other stuff I listen to, it's like you know, if if you didn't grow up on it, it might and not it might not be your cup of tea, but. You were asking me, you know, when we got in touch a couple of weeks ago, like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, hey, if you want to know, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest certain people and you could check it out. But, you know. Yeah, that one's good. I mean, and like. 
Yeah. No, that one is solid. Like that one is like a top contender for the year. Like that one, I, I can play that one with no skips and like the, the production on it is good. You know, like Sky Zoo did his thing. Like that's, that's like a really good one. And and my physical copy is coming for that soon. I ordered it on vinyl and CD. I had to. I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, did you just get the digital or did you go physical? Okay, so this is what I do. If I'm like, if I don't, if I, you know, in 2018, I spent a lot of money on physical copies. So everyone that I rock with, they know I support and I, you know, like I spend money on the merch and the, and the music. But like this year, I was like, I got to kind of take it easy because a lot of people kind of are knowing that I, I kind of want to relocate, um, preferably to the East Coast, if possible, if not, maybe L.A. But in order for that to happen, I got to be careful with my money. So what I do is if there's certain projects that I like more for the production, I usually will get that on vinyl because I like how it sounds on vinyl. And then if it's something that, you know, I want to hear like a bunch of lyrics and, and like, you know, bump that shit loud, then I'll, I'll buy those on CD. But if it's something that I really, 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 really like, I'll get it on CD and vinyl. Occasionally I have cassettes here and there, but I don't have a cassette player. Wait, 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 cassettes. Yeah, no, like, um, I don't, I don't have a cassette player, but, um, I, I get cassettes from people sometimes, like when I go to the shows and, and people like, you know, give me, um, try to give me merch or, or like, you know, if I order a shirt or something and artifacts or somebody will send me like a cassette with it, then, you know, I have a little mini cassette collection, but I obviously can't play it, but it's there in my collection. You know, that's crazy. Cause I'm, I'm think cause you know, the, 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 like the performers in the street or, or whatever, trying to like, you know, give out their CD or their music. Like in this present time, you'd think they'd be like, oh, here, check my SoundCloud out or something, right? But there's still some people that give out CDs. I'm, I'm just shocked that people still give out cassettes. That's insane. Oh, yeah. And I, I be getting the, the good ones, too, because it's like I said, like in, in this scene, um, like, you know, people are still big on the physical copies. And I think because I've been writing and I built with a lot of people, they know, like, you know, a lot of people appreciate that I'm like a true collector, you know. So when I go to the shows and people know how much I've been writing and, and doing all this stuff, People just kind of want to be like, hey, you know, I, I, I want you to have this in your collection or, you know, like they'll just want to give it to me because they appreciate what I do. So I'm like, hey, you know, I don't mind that either because I know I spend mad bread. You know what I mean? So yeah. if they're willing to give it to me, I'm like, all right, cool. And, you know, I be having I get vinyl and CDs from people that are, you know, they, they charge a lot of money for it, but they'll give it to me because they know I put in work and I'm, you know, I support them. So that's what it is. And you, yeah, no, they, they do give those away and, and they're real CDs. It's not like what you've seen when people were selling them downtown the in a Sharpie little markers. slit envelope. I mean, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's legit. Like, you know, they're pressed up and everything. It's professional. <laughs> so. Do you feel like, um, like, a, like a lot of artists still, still go the CD route nowadays compared to maybe like five years ago? Um, I do, but I also have noticed in um, c- currently that a lot of people are on the vinyl wave. Like, you know, vinyl was like the big thing and then it kind of like died out with the CDs. But with the with the scene that I'm in, in, in the hip hop scene, there um, a lot of people are, are on the vinyl wave. Because mm. they know, like, like with a lot of, like, independent artists, um, a lot of the fan base people still like vinyl. So there's been a huge demand for that. Um, 
And then I know some artists that just do CDs, some artists do um, just vinyl. Um, but you know, there's a, a big demand and a big market for it right now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh huh. It's pretty yeah. dope, actually. Yeah, they I mean, that's something I would actually flatter in different colors. Like your favorite artist will be releasing. Um, like there's a, I, I know you didn't hear of him, but there's um Crime Apple who's from Jersey and he'll he'll release an album but then he'll drop it like multiple times because there will be alternate album covers or it might be pressed up by one plant and then pressed up by somebody else and then the next time he presses it up it'll have like two extra bonus tracks if you didn't order it the first time so it gets kind of crazy over there to keep up with everything too and then like one you know like somebody might drop their project on vinyl but it'll come with like the regular black version and then they'll come out with like you know like a marble version and then they'll come out with like a splatter vinyl and then they'll have colors like a red vinyl and then a blue vinyl and a green vinyl but they're all for the same project it's just depending on what kind of collector you are, what color you want, they be having everything. It's like a candy shop. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. You have a lot of artists on your mind that's, that you brought up and I guess you have to with what you do, you know, you do reviews and things of that nature, right? Right. Through what um, websites do you do this through? Weeklyrapgods.com and insomniacmagazine.com. But I am also trying to start a site of my own. Um, I want to build my own brand, Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity I have with the sites I write for. But at this point, my name has grown a lot. And um, a lot of people want to see me do my own thing and, you know, have my own brand. So, you know, I'm I'm in the works on that. Um, I'm just trying to get a a few things figured out um, before it all gets into play. But, yeah, I do. I do plan on trying to build my own site and then I want to start selling merch. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but. I, you know, I'm not going to know until I try. So um, I'm going to be looking into that kind of stuff. You should. You should. There's like, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to go about that now. I think there's like a Squarespace, Word, WordPress, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tumblr even. But I don't know. I don't know if Tumblr is what you would need for what you're doing. But No, I'm, I might use like something else. But like, um, no, I, I, you know, it's been cool. But it, it's not even just me. It's like it's the people I built with. Everybody was just like your name is basically a brand and representation of you. Like when I go to the East coast or I go to LA, it's like, everyone's like, Oh, you're hypnotic. Oh, that's hypnotic. She's the girl that writes. So it's like, I might as well just kind of like, you know, my name is known enough to where I think I, you know, I can do well if I build my, my own, you know, site and and brand. Um, For sure. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. I just got to get the money up for a little bit. You know, because everything is an investment. You got to put up money anyway to start. So, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you do mainly like, do you do articles like in terms of just just talking about the artists and who they are or and, and reviews as well? Like what, what does it consist of? Like your write ups? Shoot, I can't be revealing all of the formula because somebody might be. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't need to know the formula. No, no. Basically, like I just I basically. um there's different things we could write about, but I mainly do um, project reviews for like EPs and albums. And um, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes I occasionally interview people. I just, I haven't done that um, too much. I've done maybe like four different people I've interviewed so far um, because I was still learning how to do that. But basically like I do the reviews cause it's basically my opinion of what I think about a project. 
Um, I do video premieres or, or like music video write-ups as well. Um, you know, for like videos that just dropped. So those are not as, as long of articles that get published. It's, it's usually like a paragraph here and there, just like, you know, this video dropped on this day. This is who shot it, who directed it, you know, um, it's off of this album, blah, blah, blah. Um, but mainly I think I've been known for doing reviews. That's kind of what people like go to me for. I got to um, ask then. Um, like, I have a, I have a project. I want to know what you think of it. And then, you know, I check it out and then I let them know it's subject to approval. Cause I don't just do a review for everything that comes in. I, I have to really like the album. So, you know, there's criteria for, you know, what I do. Yeah. And I, I guess, uh, to, to, to the next question is like when you're reviewing an album, what do you look for? Cause I know everybody has like a different opinion, different preferences and right. what, what they listen for when they're listening to a song or a project. So, so how do you, how do you, um, approach it? Um, so basically a lot of it, well, I, I pay attention to everything. So I'm a little like nerdy like that. I have to listen to like, I go by like, okay, if I'm gonna listen to a project in order for me to write about it, I have to like more than half of it. If there's like 10 songs on there and I only like three, I'm like, I don't know if I want to review that. You know, it's mm. like, I usually, most of the stuff that you see me review, I like more than half of it. There's maybe one or two tracks where I'm like, eh. And you know, I, I don't, I don't bad mouth the artist. I'll just say like, you know, I wasn't too crazy about this particular track or you know, this one took a while to grow on me, but I usually like, I, I, I talk about which ones were my standout tracks. I pay a lot of attention to delivery, to breathing control, um, cadence, um, um, the mixing, all of that is important to me. I, I could hear all of that because sometimes like you could hear some project that has really good production and then the person's vocals sound drowned out because it wasn't mixed properly. And then yeah. I'm like, I can't really understand what you're saying and vice versa. So, you know, I pay attention to all of that or somebody could have some really good raps, but if their breathing control is bad, like I could catch that. And you hear them when they rap every, every other sentence, there's a, <gasps> and then I'm like, damn, they should have taken that out. Cause you know, then it kind of, it kind of messes it up. But you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I analyze everything and, and, you know, some people like it and some people don't, it's. Uh, but that's what works for me. And in order for me to write, I, I listen to my projects over and over and over again over the course of a few days or a couple of weeks, depending on how early the people send it over to me. Um, because the sites like to get projects released, essentially, you know, they want to get the, the write-ups published no longer than a week after a project's been out. So if somebody sends me something and they're like, Hey, this is dropping tomorrow, but I sent it to you tonight. I'm like, dang, I gotta, I gotta rush. So most people that I establish relation relationships with, um, they know that if, if it's possible, they'll send it to me like two weeks ahead of time or even a month if they're cool with me, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I don't let anybody else hear it. I just, I just need that time to really absorb everything since I break everything down. But that's why I'm known because of my attention to detail. I don't listen to something once and then be like, oh, yeah, I like it. It was great. You know, I, I got to like really listen to everything and find out what do I like about each track? Why do I like it? What are the themes and concepts? Is this a conceptual album or was this something that they just went and had fun with and they just kind of like dived into different aspects? You know, I, yeah. I do all of that. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, like for the 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 breath control, I know what you mean by that. You know, I, I remember um, this was a while back. I know DMX, uh, his approach with recording, he just records straight through, like his whole verse. He doesn't take any breaks. Then there's some artists that I that I know that I listen to where you can tell like they'll record the first bar and then they'll stop and then they'll like punch in the next bar or something like that. Um, I think I, I think some people they're like, man, that's distracting. Other and other people like they like the natural sound of just someone recording straight through. I mean, do you have a preference there? Like the, like you were saying, like the breathing is that like a distraction? Yes, it is, and. Um... You know, I, I catch that a lot. Like, I don't know. It's like, I, I just notice every little detail. Like when I'm listening to a track and I'm listening to the production, I could hear like, you know, little sound effects or other like beats in the background. And I'm like, did anybody else catch that? Or like (laughs) how people pronounce certain things. And I'd be like, did they mean to say it like that? But the breathing, I notice a lot. Like there's certain artists where like they could rap, but then it's like they 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 get out of breath every other sentence, like when they, you know, and then I, I'm like, ah, oh, like, why didn't they take that out or like fix it? Or to me, I noticed that. And cadence is a big thing to me. Like, um, you know, there's certain people that are known where they, their style is to purposely rap, like, um, you know, off track or like off beat or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, I hella like a clean cadence. Like, I like the bars to be very clean, how it's executed. And, you know, like, um, it's just there's certain there's just certain times, like, I don't know. I just I really think cadence is a is a big deal, too. Just like the breathing control. Like, I don't know, like it's the way that they deliver. If it's like on point with the beat and they ride the beat perfectly. I like that shit. You know, there's only a couple of people that. Oh shoot! I cursed. I don't know if I was supposed to do that, but <laughs> um, you oh, know, you're talking about right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's cool. You, you you cursed about three times already. I would already went. Eh. <laughs> oh damn! I didn't even notice. I was just going on and on. My bad. Um, <laughs> but no, I was I was just saying like um, there's only a couple of people that I feel can really pull off the being off beat on purpose. Like it doesn't work for everybody. So. Like, I don't know, like, I there's just certain people where I just like how they deliver when it's just everything's on point. And I'm like, it's clean. It's it's just like they do it right. And I'm like, all right, see, that's what I'm talking about. The production is clean. The way that they deliver is clean. They're not repeating themselves over and over again. You know, it's that I pay attention to, to a lot. So, yeah. And, and the features, and, like, sometimes yeah. there's certain people where, like, you know, when, when some people don't like feature heavy projects and I don't blame them, but if you're going to have features, you really want to get people where it's like, you guys got a good chemistry. And sometimes when it's somebody that, you know, you, you respect a lot, y'all are kind of trying to basically compete with each other on a track, but it's like friendly competition. Cause you're just like, damn, I got to make sure like, you know, um, like I don't like, I don't let him outshine me, but that that's my homie. We're on the track together, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But there's some people where you'd be like, why did they put this person on that track? Like, it where'd just, it come, it where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like, I don't know. Like that sounded a little bit off, but all right, you already recorded it. Do you? So, you know, <laughs> and then those are the tracks where I'm like, eh, 
I don't know how I feel about that one, but I don't, I don't really bad mouth the people. I'll just be like that. I wasn't too crazy about that. Or I won't, I won't even bring that track up if I wasn't too crazy about it, unless I want to be a little more objective than, you know, I'll say it, but you know. Yeah. And you know, to your point earlier, you were saying mixing like between like the, I guess mixing the beat and the vocals and putting it all together is super important. It's important to me too. Like if it's, if it's, it's it could be a great song, but if it's mixed terribly, I can't listen to it. Right. Uh, even Shout personally, out to the like engineers, because they don't get enough <laughs> credit too. The engineers, they don't. Yeah. I, I, like even personally, like I did a song with my uh, with my homie and Sack, and <laughs> I was like, you know what, we want to do, we want to put this up on Spotify, iTunes, all that. Let's get it professionally mixed and mastered. So then I found someone online, and I was like, all right, here you go. Here's all the files. Get it done, and, and then the completed the completed project was terrible. Like I can barely hear either of us. Like our vocals are so low. The the, the bass is overwhelming the whole track. I, I can't hear anything. It sounds like I'm underwater. Right. So and, and I learned that over time because I have friends that are like producers and engineers. And like before I was, I didn't understand it. I was like, what the hell does it mean to like mix? And like, I didn't understand it. And they were like, it's kind of something you, you got to learn over time. But then I started noticing it because in like, like I said, when, when you break everything down, I could tell when things sound off. I'll be like, how come like on this one track, this dude sounds like, you know, it sounds mellow. And then all of a sudden you hear the next one and you're like, holy shit, why does he sound hella loud on this one? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Where's the you, beat you know, at? You just be like, damn, something, something went wrong because the last track wasn't <laughs> like that. And you're yeah. like, damn, there sound like he's yelling on the next track. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Is he deaf? Like, what? <laughs> who put that together? <laughs> right. Or, like, sometimes I'll hear something where, like, the BPM, like, seems like something weird happened somewhere in the middle. And I'd be like, did anybody hear that sound? Like, you know, there's, like, certain times I, I hear something and I go, it kind of sounded, like, offbeat or, like, it just, it went off somehow. And Yeah, you know, know what? Actually, there was a, I forgot, I forgot what song it was. Uh, I like to say it was, like, a Rick Ross song or something like that I heard a while ago. Maybe I think it was on, and then uh, I just remember he. It was like it was he was on beat. He was hitting it, and then like the beat skipped, or or his vocals clipped, or glitched, or something for a split second. I'm like, did they not catch that? Like, right. he's a pretty big artist. A I would think of tracks. I'm not even trying to bash nobody either. I'm not. I'm not perfect, you know. But I I do be hearing stuff, and I'm like, did did they just did somebody overlook that, or were they just like we're we just gonna leave it as is and hopefully nobody's gonna notice it. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure everybody got a story. So Yeah, I got a buddy in um where is he? I think he's in Vancouver now and he, he records um he does main more like more like melody type singing rapping type like the modern style. And uh he's super picky with his he, he mixes and masters his own stuff and he's super picky with it. Like even if he hears himself offbeat by like a hair or maybe like half a second or, or maybe a quarter of a second. He's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix it. And he'll like cut all his, all his um, vocals that he recorded to just make it fit perfect. So there's people like that. And then there's people that just don't care probably. And they're just like, yeah, just, just, just mix it down. <laughs> yeah. And then people get mad. Like, and I'm just like, see, it's kind of hard what I do because it's like, there's some people that could be like, 
what do you know? Like you don't rap, but then I'm like, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a person that does reviews. If you're, if you're coming up to me for an opinion, do you really want to hear what I have to say? Cause if not, then don't come up to me. Like there are some people that'll get upset if I'm like, Oh, I didn't really like this style or, you know, like I, I wasn't that interested in it. Then, then it becomes like, Oh, like what, what do you, what do you really know about it? I'm like, trust. Okay. I might not be a rapper or a producer, but that doesn't mean that I don't contribute or that I don't have a good ear. Like I, I can hear it. And some people don't want to admit it or like, they don't like hearing it from somebody. They just, you know, but I, I'm not just going to be like a co- co-sign everything and be like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's perfect. If it's not like, yeah, if I hear something, I'm going to be like, I don't know about that. And then, you know, what's funny about that? They'll be like, what are you talking about? There's nothing off about it. I'm like, Man, that's what's funny that. though you know like um for that for your specific situation you're talking about like if a rapper goes hey can you listen to this and then 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 you like critique it a little bit which is great i mean you should want to give you, you should want to have feedback on your on a song that you're doing and then they're like well it's not like you don't rap they're like well that's the whole point you're trying to get opinions from people that don't rap they're listeners you know they're, they're listening to your craft so it's good to get the feedback and and the critiques instead of trying to I mean, offend, defend you're the one that's approaching me it's like how are you going to get mad you you went to me asking me for your opinion or for my opinion so why are you going to get mad then you just want me to be a yes man i'm sorry i'm not going to do that the, yeah they probably just want to build their self-esteem or something like that and it's all you it's know. already bad enough i told you i only do reviews for things that i like there's a lane for people like if you want to do more objective reviews and there's there's sites that they they do shit on people's projects. I'm not that person that wants to do that. So I'm like, right. you know, instead of bashing people that I don't like, I'd rather focus on what I do like and then write about that and then push that out and then let other people check that out too. But you know, it's like some people just get upset because maybe they want me to cover something and you know, if I wasn't feeling it. And a lot of times it's not anything personal. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a human. I'm, I'm not a machine. And people forget that I got a regular life. I got a regular day job. Like as much as people might've thought that this whole writing thing is not my, this is not my breadwinner. This is not my career. It's, it was something I did on the side that was supposed to be fun. And I ended up putting a lot of time and effort into it but that's not my moneymaker. I have a, a regular job. And I think sometimes people forget that I, you know, I got a regular life. You, you know, you got things that you do when you get home every day, you got to eat, you, you got to clean up, you got to go to the store. And, and I'm like, what do you guys think I do for 24 hours of a day? Like, you know, I like what I do, but I, I need a break sometimes, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like it's a passion and you basically filter out stuff that you don't like and just uh, put a yeah. focus and spotlight yeah. on what you do like. So, I, you know, I cannot, if you, I, there's, there's so much out. I just, it's not humanly possible for me to cover everything out. And even if I could, I'm not going to, because I don't like every single thing that comes out. There's things that I'm like, that was forgettable. It's, you can't just like every single thing and nobody should get mad at you for that. You know, like we all have our own tastes, our own opinions. It's, it is what it is, you know? So it's, yeah. it's timing and then, like, you know, what I like, my preference, so. Yeah, and that's a dope thing. I mean, you don't you don't hold anything back. So whenever you review a project or a song, you know it's coming from an authentic place. Right. And you'll never be able to please everybody. 
because I, I, I like I see it even if they don't address you by names. Like there are some people where they're just kind of like, what, what, what kind of a real hip hop fan are you? If you know you, you, you don't ever say anything bad about people, and I'm like, it's not fake. It's just you know, if I don't like something, I just, I don't want to be that person to have to write about stuff that I don't like. I just, I don't want that to be my focus. It's like, whatever I like, I'm going to be like, I like that. I'm going to write about that. And I can be objective. If you actually read what I write, there are times where I'll be like, oh, my only complaint was this. My only gripe with this project was that. But, um, you know, like there's some people that already probably look at me and they're like, dang you write about everybody i'm like no i don't i'm i'm selective but i don't owe anybody an explanation at the end of the day they're gonna think yeah. what they want to think so let's let's finish it off with um what's your current favorite song is Ooh, my favorite current and song oh has to be one song you can't list 10 like you've done the, the this whole podcast dang, <laughs> like, what's your favorite artist and then 20 artists later i'm like uh <laughs> One oh. song. One song. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, 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 okay. Um, all right. Uh, I'll come up with one. Let me. Um, you. Oh, actually, I. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I. I got one. I got one. You got it. Um. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure it's my final answer because I'm trying to <laughs> like because I've been listening. It's like a to game a show. Is this your final answer? <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Carry the Tradition, which is off the Sky Zoo and Pete Rock project. Ah, yeah, I know that track. That's yeah. fire. Hey, I mean, oh, a lot of people know. were picking East Conference All-Stars off of that one. I think that was a track. Um, but Carry the Tradition was like my favorite on there. there. Damn, there's like a lot of songs I like, but that one just popped up in my head because we were talking about that project. So, yeah. My Carry favorite song right now Metropolitan. is Gangstar. Uh, oh, the Cole. Love and Loyalty. Family and Loyalty. Or is, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Family and Loyalty. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 I love that track. All right. See, I picked one. <laughs> that was my one. See, that was easy for me. Dang. Because like, I listen to so much that when somebody <laughs> says pick one, I'm like, Hell. I knew it. I did that on purpose. I knew you would have a hard time. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking of a couple other ones, and I was like, oh, which one am I Your gonna brain pick? was all over the place. You're like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess on the way out, just uh, go ahead and plug um, the sites that you write on again so people can check it out. I also put it in the description of this podcast episode so people can check it out. Okay, so um, the sites are weeklyrapgods.com. Uh, and the other site is insomniacmagazine.com. And you'll always know which was my writing because my name's always on the articles under Hypnotic One, which is my social media info as well on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the only two um, that I have. Oh, and I just want to put this out there in case people listen. For the last time, I don't do Snapchat. I'm sorry, I don't do the corny, like, animal-looking filters. I get people in my DMs on Instagram and Twitter, and they're like, what's your Snapchat? And I'm like, bruh, I don't got that. So Wait, you don't want to put the dog to filter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever. like, these dog and rabbit filters, and then I'm like, 
it, it makes people look real different, and I'm just not really like hella a fan different. Of all that. So I'm hella like, yeah, different. It it's people like people skin like super nice. They're giving them like super long eyelashes, and hey, to each their <laughs> own. But stop asking me about it because I don't do Snapchat. The only social media I have is Instagram and Twitter, and it's under Hypnotic One. Or you can boom, look at my boom. articles on the two sites. Yeah, Hypnotic, Hypnotic with a number well, one at the end. H-I-P-N-O-T-I-K-1, yes. Boom. Screw the Snapchat. Yeah. Photoshop on steroids. I don't have it. I'm tired of people asking me over and over again. (laughs) I don't even know what it is, to be honest. I don't use it. I I mean, I I think I downloaded it or whatever and signed up, but I have no idea what it's even about. I just just know that I've seen a lot of Uh, dog filters and and shiny sprinkles. Yeah, it's weird. It's like... (laughs) We're all cartoons now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Screw Snapchat. There yeah. it is. Boom. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode. Until the next one, Michael Mania, I'm out.